Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. I can, watch, I can watch Kim's face and just <laughs> you have such a more such an expressive face where you don't say much but we can tell what you're thinking <laughs> I try to hold it in when I'm in church and like people are are singing and sometimes their sound is not what I expected I have to close my eyes and just do like the like I'm really into this and I'm touched thing so that no emotion like, if you see absolutely no emotion on my face, know that I am now trying to hide all emotions because I think yes. things have gone yes. completely off the rails. Yes. Oh. Oh, well, then I would have loved to see your face while you were watching the Real Housewives yes. of Potomac premiere. Yes. Oh, man. I really wanted to point out the stark contrast between the beginning of Potomac and the beginning of Beverly Hills. Mm. So the first intro of Beverly Hills was two minutes and that exact Mm -hmm. promo that they gave us, which was Mm -hmm. the big trailer. Potomac gave us 60 seconds of all new material. Beverly Hills could never. Could never. Listeners, hello, welcome. Today, usually on our Wednesday episode, we talk about Shaz of Sunset and Married to Medicine. Did you watch Shaz? I watched it all. I did all my homework. You watched it all. That was a long marathon, wasn't it, yesterday? It was like, like, and then it didn't end with the three shows. You had to watch Watch What Happens Live, too, because Karen was on. I had to tap out. Yeah. You had to because you like her. I am not on that team, but we'll get into that later. I can't wait. Can't wait to talk about that. Okay, so, so today we're talking about all three shows. Obviously, a majority of our time will be spent on the spectacular premiere of Real Houses of Potomac. And we have friend of the podcast, Kim Knight, on the podcast today. Hi! Hey. And we're very excited because we actually spent Saturday together, and it was yeah, wonderful. It was, it was. They brought me spice. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. How has the spice been working out? For I you? have had it every day since you gave it to me. It's oh. addictive. Isn't it addictive? It's a problem. I'm going to have to go to a store and get more now. Arthi brought uh, Auntie Gulpana Padel spice from Family Karma with her to brunch. And then she gifted it so kindly to Kim. And Kim has been putting that shit on everything because that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it tastes delicious. It went in my soup today. It went on my Ooh, trout burgers yeah. yesterday. Uh, I, well, I needed it too. So it was a butter chicken keto soup thing. And uh-huh. I think that they put turmeric and butter and called that butter chicken. And I'm uh-huh. angry that I bought three of them. Oh. No, 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 so no. So I had to add all measure of spice, including this one, to give it some level of, of flavor. <laughs> oh, good. You know, speaking of soup, I got to tell you, that soup at Wendy's, what was it, nude interlude party? Yes. It was like a crab cream bisque or something. Looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Potomac women, they eat. And I really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Because that's also my problem with Beverly Hills. Harry Hamlin made bolognese. They did not eat it. <laughs> Only Garcelle <laughs> said, I want more, but I won't eat in front of you. 
people. So <laughs> yeah, Garcelle did what you were talking about at the lunch. I'm she Garcelle. looked around and like, okay, no one else is gonna eat, so I'm just gonna get this pack because I'm gonna <laughs> eat, but not in front of them. No. <laughs> As it is, I took five more bites than everyone else, and now I'm embarrassed. So <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, your your Indian sisters kept pace with you. We yeah. Ate. Thank God. Yeah, if I'm paying for it, I'm eating it. I did something I think my parents would be really proud of is Sunday I went to brunch with somebody else in D.C. and I had a water bottle, free water bottle that I had gotten in my hotel room and I had was carrying it with me. And then before we left the brunch, I opened up that water bottle and the table bottle of water. I used it to refill the water bottle I was traveling with because... Was like, God damn it! I am paying for this water. I chug water. If I pay for it at the table, I chug oh, yeah. it to finish it because I paid, and so it's yeah. not free. I think technically my water uh, was free. They're not going to give it to anybody else. You were being yeah. uh, environmental. Mm-hmm. There you That's go. right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Also, my parents would be really proud of me for yes. doing that. So the entire subcontinent is proud. Of me at this <laughs> and the Caribbean, right? You're yeah. not wasteful at all. Wasteful yeah. is. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So Real Housewives of Potomac. I mean, my God, what a show. I wrote so many notes. So usually when I write my notes for these recaps, I always am like, here's like five things that happen. And then we just like go kind of high level with each of the characters. But this episode was so content rich. There was so much funny stuff happening. Like even, okay, one thing I wrote right away, Kim, and I know that you probably noticed too, is we're getting flashes of what everybody's doing you know we we enter with mm. wendy doing that nasty tiktok dance which they could have used the song from the tiktoks no they don't want to pay that money they, no they they're not gonna do, <laughs> do that so they just put some janky background music on it but wendy's making her little uh invitation but it cuts to giselle first her house still looks like shit guys i love giselle but her house still looks like crap and my favorite part was this she gets a call from a child her child is like i want to eat lunch and her she literally is like feed yourself and hangs the phone up like at this point grace is what 17 you can't make a sandwich? Come on. No. Yeah. Well, I do that with my 11-year-old. So. <laughs> right. I said, I taught you how to safely use the kitchen. Yeah. I was on the phone with my girlfriend from Grenada this week, and she was walking her daughter through how to make curry chicken. She's 10. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds about right. We train our kids early. Yeah. Like, you have to be independent. Tomorrow, if I get hit by a bus, you need to take care of your own stuff. Because dad is not going to be that useful. <laughs> that respect. <laughs> The next cutaway we get is Karen, what Karen's been up to. And Kim, Karen's a plant mom. Her dry peace lily. Okay. Water that plant. Get some humidity in the room. You have money. (laughs) Get a whole house humidifier. That peace lily looks so sad. I want to take it. I want to liberate it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I wanted to know how is Karen as a plant mom so she does not pass. Because also it seemed like one of those things where uh, production showed up and they're like, Karen, we're just going to film you like doing things around the house. And she was like, okay, I'll water this plant. That's like standing, you know, just like in the corner of her foyer that she's not touched. That picture that she used to water the plant is so old timey. That green picture. <laughs> yeah. It's not even what people use nowadays. This is somebody who's had that picture for a long time in her house. But also at the same time, I would watch Karen watering plants and talking to them. 
<laughs> and in contrast, I wrote down that Robin could be as dry as cardboard and I would still love her. Because that opening <laughs> scene with the Dixons for me, they are just really pretty and very relatable. And it turns out that's <laughs> all I need. And we're, yes. everybody's fighting about all the other housewives and why they work and why they don't work. And if you are yeah. pretty and you are relatable in some way, I mean, yeah. one, not taking off his mask until the moment he wanted to eat and not eating indoors. That's my sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Occasionally, my husband will just be driving somewhere and we don't even have to go like get out of the car. He'll just get into the car and immediately put a mask on. And I'm like, <laughs> it's just us in the car. And he's like, I don't know. It just feels right. <laughs> But Robin, I also love when she gets the invitation and she goes, I don't know what this is, but why can't you just say come over? (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, this is my friend who does the most. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Can I tell you a little side note about Wendy's doctor? Yeah. Okay. So years ago, like maybe three Uh years ago, Instagram, the algorithm pointed me to this man. He, I think he had done surgery on like one of the keto people or whatever Mm -hmm, else. And mm -hmm. he was posting something and he was at a really good hospital down here, Sibley. And so I kind of messaged him like, oh my God, Sibley is such a great hospital and whatever. Yeah. And then I found out he did plastics and I asked him some questions about, you know, potential future work for me. And then Mm -hmm. I found out last year, He's Dolores' doctor, but he's my doctor in my (gasps) head first. And he's (gasps) Wendy's doctor. That's Dr. Joseph Michaels. He's amazing. He's Dolores' doctor? He's done a good job. Dolores, too. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I knew you guys because you guys are big New Jersey folks. But, yeah, here are our little stories from May 2018, us talking to each other. Oh, um, look at that. And I asked him a question about something and whether or not I should wait. And he told me that I should actually wait and when would be a good time to talk with him if I wanted to do it. And I thought okay. he didn't just go for the money right away. He didn't try to sell oh. me a Brazilian butt lift. I like this oh. guy. And then years oh. later, all the housewives are going to him. And I won't oh. get credit for him being famous now. You should t- write to him now and say, can I take credit for you being famous? Because I talked to you before the housewives did. <laughs> and he's going to say, ma'am, this is an Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Speaking of Brazilian butt lift, what do we think Wendy had done? Oh, they definitely, like, she had some lipo done to her midsection. Not that she needed yes. it done. Yeah. Or some cool sculpting or something, because they yeah. spoke yes. about how that area was still kind of whatever and focused on it. Yeah. That whole... I both found the boob cupcakes funny and also you guys are doing too much right here. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Do. Like if they hadn't done it for the cameras, it would have been hilarious to punk their yeah. kids with these boob cupcakes. But on TV, yeah. it did not convey. That's great. Yeah. Also, I think that she has definitely gotten, I think she got a full mommy makeover. And you know, let me tell you something. Okay. That's what I want to give myself in four more birthdays. So I think she got the boobs. I think she got the tummy. I think she got a lift in the backside. She looks amazing. And hello, Dolores' doctor knows what he's doing. But I also think it's kind of like corny to be like, I'm going to have a party to celebrate this thing I did for myself, but then I'm actually not going to tell you all the stuff that I got done. I'm like, come on, girl. Yeah. Right, come like on. We're all looking at you like, okay. Yeah. Either be all the way real or like, don't. Also, I feel like the way they made Wendy sound like she lives so far away. She lives in Towson. That is far away, Newark. Is that where she lives? Yeah. First no, of all, is- the map made it look like she lives in fucking Frederick. It is. And I was like, it no, she lives. Frederick. It's the same difference. 
it, it is. But for, is it really Towson? Was it really outside of Towson, like Hunt Valley or something, maybe? It looks like it. But all of it, anything yeah. north of Laurel is too far for people in D.C. Like, or Yeah, that's true. Summer. Yeah, that's true. Uh, she said on Twitter that she lives 30 minutes away from Johns Hopkins. So I was like, okay, that sounds about right It then. could be Owings Mills or... Reisterstown. Reisterstown. Hunt yes. Valley. Why do I know yeah. these things? <laughs> Why do you know all this? <laughs> Your kids go to the White Marsh Mall to watch movies. (laughs) This is a very DMV specific podcast. Suddenly, that is the DMV does not claim Baltimore. That's shocking to me. No, she made this comment at the very end where she goes, you know, about being from Potomac or living in Potomac or about Potomac. And I sat there and I thought, Wendy, you don't live in Potomac, no, at all. Like you live north of Baltimore, right? Yeah. Half the cast doesn't live in Potomac. I want to yeah. say Mia lives in PG County. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she... but Robin is Howard County. Yep. If Robin thought that was far, it had to be Hunt Valley is where I thought. Like she had to pass the Beltway and go up there. <laughs> she wouldn't think Towson is far because Juan works at Coppin. So it's like halfway there, more than halfway there. Yeah, it's like the real housewives of the Mid-Atlantic at this point. It really is. Also, I mean, maybe Robin thinks it's far because Robin's been sleeping until noon and eating Chick-fil-A. Which, by the way, listen, okay, we all get it. Juan Dixon is so hot. We're so glad he's here right now. All that stuff, this, that, and the other. But, (laughs) sir, your wife is obviously depressed. And Uh first you're going to shame her for it. And then you're like, let's put a baby in you and see what happens then. Like, what? No, he wanted it. No, yeah, he's an athlete. And he, I know for a fact that his practice starts like 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. He's out with his boys. She sends the boys out for practice and then she sleeps in, which is fine. She should. Yeah. But at the same time, I think she was going through, this is again, uh, through the pandemic, through all the Black Lives Matter and the politics and all that. We all all felt like we couldn't get up yes. out of the bed. But isn't it interesting to see, so Toya, compare yeah. how Toya navigated through what the pandemic did to her and yeah. her personality and how Robin yeah. did. So Robin just leaned yeah. in undepressed and Toya just got angry. Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting to see. I think Robin will do a better job of explaining it, but it'll be interesting to see if she flails. Toya still really, she doesn't have a good way of conveying her problem and what's mm-hmm. going on. And so she can't get any credit for the fact mm-hmm. that She's really not that off her rocker. Mm-hmm. No, she's yeah. not. She's just feeling what a lot of us felt during that time. And we just had other things to occupy us or other things that forced us out of our beds. If I didn't have to get up, I probably would have slept in a lot more. Yeah. Don't pandemic shame us or like mm-hmm. pandemic depression shame us. Juan Dixon. Yeah. I get it. You're yeah. an athlete and you're up at the crack of dawn. But like, yeah, let me enjoy my Chick-fil-A and leave me alone. Yeah. Her entire year plan was probably planning her wedding and being part of housewife shooting and all of that got delayed and she had nothing yeah. to occupy her. That's true. It's not like the boys need her all the time. No. I mean, yeah. it was just the same day in the house every day. Yeah. Now Candace is moved into her new house. Mm-hmm. Looks like a lovely, beautiful home. Mm-hmm. We're now seeing bonus kids on TV. Okay, Naya, the daughter or the stepdaughter is giving me like, she's like shy right now, but I'm waiting for her like second season glow up so she Break- can turn star. into Olivia Aiden. Yeah. She's breakup star. She, I yeah. think she might become Melania and smack back at Candace. <laughs> she might just talk, talk back at her at that point. <laughs> when we first see her come down the stairs, she straight up looks like a hostage. She looks like a hostage. Mateo's up there. He's sitting through the railings. I was like,
like, these children are in prison. Like, <laughs> imagining a flowers in the attic situation in their <laughs> 10,000 yes. square foot home. Come on. Yeah. Come yeah. on. What did you think of her calling them bonus kids and calling herself the bonus stepmom? Like, is there another stepmom and then she's the bonus one? It's either a bonus or They're a like stepmom. Three mamas, you know, right? like bonus stepmom. Well, there's, yeah, this, she, she would be the third baby mama if she oh. was to be pregnant with Chris's child. So, mm. so maybe that's why she gets to be bonus because originally, mm-hmm. original is probably something else. Then you got mm-hmm. the second one. And so she's, cause she's got to get the bonus because what else is she going to be? <laughs> I like when Giselle came over and she's like checking out the house. And now my favorite thing, I learned this from listening to what else is going on. Taria did an episode with Jonathan Chandler and Jonathan Chandler explained that there's a difference between shade and reading. So he said shade is when you don't quite immediately realize that it's an insult or a dig. It's subtle. A read is what we see at the end of the episode. Yeah. A read is where there's no question. You're being insulted. You're being read to filth. Yeah. You're going for the jugular there. You're You're, going for the jugular. So what Giselle does all the time so well, and I know people hate Giselle. I happen to think that she is an anchor on Real Housewives of Potomac. I don't think there's a show without her. But Mm -hmm. Giselle is so shady because she comes over. She's checking out the house, all this stuff. And then she goes, what's Chris doing? What is he doing? Is he still doing the online thing? Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she says it in this way. Sounds like I'm saying it like it's a compliment because he has a job, yeah. but I'm also <laughs> making fun of what his job is. Like, right, right, right. And then when yes. he walks in, she immediately puts him to work. She's like, where's some food? Like, go get me some food. Like, I love feed it. Feed me, chef. Feed me, I, chef. I love it. Let me tell you something. If I'm used to getting fed by yes. your husband and I walk into your house, we're going to get there, right? I'm like, where's the food? <laughs> if I go to my friend's house and their partner is a chef of some sort, I expect a spread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the least they can do for me. And mm-hmm. instead, they went to Wegmans and poured out a fruit salad from Wegmans for- <laughs> Pre-cut. Right. But they ate it and they- you know, they had something. Yeah. So, yay. Well, she that. wasn't going to deny the food. No. She's Giselle. She's going to eat it, but she is going to note that he took it out of the fridge and he didn't actually make it. I know. It was a Wegmans She will incorporate platter. it in a later dig later on. <laughs> in, a, <laughs> in a dig later on. Probably. So yeah. we find out from Giselle that she and Jamal are quote unquote not good and literally nobody is surprised. But one of the reasons that she says that she and Jamal are not together is because essentially she says, she says Jamal is a super spreader because he sees like 8,000 people a week. But then I was like, are you trying to also call him a super spreader in like other ways? Because ways, we know yeah. how else Jamal is spreading it. Like what's actually happening here? High I will. S- yeah. <laughs> I will be above. Oh my God. All, All of the above. All of the above. And I have to say, like, Giselle, you can tell when Giselle sits and talks to these girls, that's a real conversation they're having. Mm -hmm. The conversation she and Candace are having about Jamal and all that stuff, where Candace can kind of be open with her, I feel like that was a real friendship. Like, Giselle is genuinely making Candace laugh. Yeah. And Candace is genuinely having a great time with Giselle. And I think that's also what we see with Robin and Giselle always, which is why Giselle is great. Yeah. Look, you know the green-eyed bandits are my favorite. I know. I'll go down in flames. Supporting them ahead of yes, everyone. Yes, you will. 
<laughs> yeah. I know, Arthi, you're not so hot on Giselle. I'm not so hot on Giselle, but I, th- I do think she's essential to the franchise. I'm more team um, Karen only because uh, I love Karen and I, I love delusional. I love somebody who is equal parts delusion and equal parts auntie. So somebody who is very caring, but at the same time is delusional enough to go nuts. So imagine Ramona Singer, but not toxic. Not toxic all the time. Not mean, not toxic, not evil, but just delusional enough to make me laugh, but also very caring. If you were in trouble, would actually come to your help. Now, she kind of feels like to me sometimes, I feel like Karen feels like early seasons Luann, if early seasons Luann was also had a budding cabaret career. Karen is one of a kind. You cannot find another housewife that is similar to Karen. I mean that in the way of like, She's super delusional in her grandness. There is nothing grand about Karen. She's delusional like all the New York ladies are. She's delusional like Sonia. She's delusional like Ramona. She's delusional. I just love her for her delusions. It's like, it's very Don Quixote, right? (laughs) But she manages to still be able to insert herself in the cast, Mm -hmm. which is an interesting thing because I think part of the issue that we have with New York, and they're trying to kind of make it an age thing, like the young girls and the old girls. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's it's partially that I think it's a lot more this is mm-hmm. a group of friends that are, yeah. happen to also be the older women so they've got their mm-hmm. own rhythm I think Karen is very good at being still in the rhythm of whoever she's right. in the room with yeah and so right. she doesn't come across even though she's the oldest person in that cast yeah by a couple just a couple years over Giselle yeah she doesn't come across as yeah. old or dated or no. not integrated into the cast she puts in no. the work to sort of be there and be relevant and at the same time sometimes she makes sense a broken clock is right twice a day so that's how Karen functions now we see Karen and Ray at home Karen watering a plant by for no reason Mm-hmm. Uh, that plant hasn't been watered in months. No. Yeah, uh, Karen is aware of the vow renewal Bravo curse, it looks like, because yeah. she wants to call it something else. Yeah. So nice. I had to do it twice. I was like, it's yeah. still a vow renewal, Karen. Yeah. You can call it whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> You're still- I think she got spooked by all of the commentary online. Of, yeah. This is not going to be good. So she's spooked. She wants to go through with it, but she's spooked about it. Okay. So this home scene in this green outfit she's in you guys her face looked insane it looked like she had gotten some like last minute Botox and filler mm-hmm. and her mm-hmm. face just looked yeah. bananas to uh, me I was yeah. like Karen what are you doing the outfit looked good it did. She, yeah. her body looked good but it her did. face looked swollen who from Beverly Hills got work right before their first season started was it Denise Denise it was like Denise's yeah. first season face <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. okay it was. it was not that bad I'm sorry Karen I'm sorry I apologize <laughs> It was only about 50% first yes. in face. Yes. But yes. It, it gave me that that vibe. Yeah. I was what like, you, what did you think of her confessional look? Bodice with a little padding here. And- I don't understand the boobs on it. I'm sorry. I completely forgot everyone's confessional look after I saw Candace's white line on her eyes look that <laughs> yes. terrified me at 11 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> and Who I don't know that? what anyone else looks like in a confessional now. I don't for any of the shows that I watch. So please understand that if Shaz has confessionals that I don't know what they were. I just could not my literally burn my retina with that white. 
man. Who did that to yeah. her? Monique sent over the makeup guy. Yeah, she made But it reminded me of, remember a couple of seasons ago, Ashley had that terrible Bob wig? Oh, yeah. Oh, so the one bad. that made her look like her mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that made her look like Sheila. Gosh, I feel like everyone thought I was so nice the first time I came on the podcast. And now I'm <laughs> drafting everyone with no real... <laughs> contribution <laughs> other that you should know this early about me though <laughs> yeah so when karen and ray are sitting together they get the nude interlude invitation the phone rings and ray looks at it and he goes something is ringing over here and it's like <laughs> yeah ray it's called a phone it's a phone, phone. <laughs> phone. he's like this television remote is buzzing for some reason and i don't understand oh, it our table is ready <laughs> Cheesecake Factory's ready to seat us. I don't think you put that thing away last night. <laughs> oh. <sighs> we get to Ashley. Now, Ashley is super pregnant. We see her with Michael, and she's just laughing too fucking hard. Okay? It's like, yeah. Ashley, stop it. Stop yeah. trying to make us think that Michael's a good guy. She's like, he is Dean's absolute favorite. And then editors, shady editors, cut to Dean pushing Michael away from him. He smushed his dad a solid 17 times in a one and a half minute loop. No. <laughs> no. And then she ta- tells us that she has not had sex with her husband in a long time and things are going well because apparently he has not yet cheated on her. And I was like, imagine thinking your husband not cheating on you while you're pregnant is a win. All he had to do was ask her permission to go and sleep with somebody else. And he's been sleeping around, so he's fine. She gets mad when he doesn't ask her permission. They have an open marriage. so That's true. That's we did find that out last yeah. season. Yeah, that's what she was mad about. Not that he's cheating. It's that it becomes cheating if he doesn't ask her. He has yeah. to follow the rules. There are rules to mm-hmm. this. You're right. Okay, so we finally get to this nude interlude party. Uh, everyone's there except for Candace, who has the bubble guts. Mm. What has she been? She's been traveling to the commode. What does she say? <laughs> She's been living on the commode. No, she says something like, I've been traveling to the commode. Or... I think she said she was taking like several visits to the commode visits or, or commode. trips to yeah. the commode or something like that. Yeah. Now, everybody <laughs> thinks that she's not there because she doesn't want to be around Karen. And it's like, yeah. have you met Candace? Like in the several seasons she's been on the show, have you ever taken Candace as somebody who would miss filming time mm-hmm. and not want to be on TV? She she the would she would show party. up. Yeah. Look, yeah. yeah, yeah. If she was abs- if she was scared, the story would be her for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. And then she's not a af- she is not afraid of confronting Karen whatsoever. No. That would be like a whole storyline. Otherwise, what does Candace have this year? She doesn't have a storyline. So she's, she's got a bonus mom. Bonus mom storyline. I mean, she would have come to this one just as backup to start something with Karen, but she didn't. Exactly. And you know, Candace loves to be a victim. So she would love to show up at a place where she feels like Karen has to then like beg her for forgiveness and like, you know, make her feel like she's been special and she's been wronged and Karen needs to do right for her. Like Candace loves that. Okay. (laughs) Another reason why I love Giselle, she comes into the house, immediately starts looking around at everything, irritated Uh that nobody's there to greet her. 
Robin shows up and then they start being messy right away. And this is why right away. Green Eye Bandit. Even. But you would you wouldn't have done that. You wouldn't 100%. see Yeah, yes. I mean they're place cards on the table. I gotta see who's sitting next to who and how I'm getting set up here. Is Wendy right. sitting yeah. up? I, right. I yeah, yeah, and immediately I would say, Who the hell is Mia? She said, right. I yeah. don't know that bitch. You know that you bitch? Know that I don't know that bitch. <laughs> Who is this? You know, who, we would have who been like, she? who is this? Who is she? Who is this? Who is this? As Kathy Hilton would say, who is this? <laughs> who, who is, who is Mia? Mia? Who is Mia? <laughs> is it a nickname for someone? <laughs> but also, Wendy wasn't ready, and Wendy left them and walked away, which you never do with Giselle and Robin in your I would need no. someone no, managing that. wasn't even that. there. It, was, it yeah. wasn't even Wendy. It wasn't Wendy. Eddie opened the door. Yeah. And then he walked away. No, no sir. You don't do that with these two. Mm-mm. They are called bandits for a reason. Yeah. So we see, <laughs> we finally meet who Mia is. Mia is the new cast member. She is Karen's friend. Like, mm-hmm. like Karen. Like, no. to a business associate. I'm like, Matt, Matt. 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 Matt introduced you to Karen. Strategic ally. Yeah. 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 This whole idea that like Karen, just like this old associate of hers, like, okay. And then they cut to like, we've spent so much time together. And they have like four pictures of like Karen and Mia, probably from like 2019. Like it's not really. Do you think it is like Ray's business associate and his wife that that's how they know? It's the old old man club. No, No, I think somebody new into film. They've yeah, he thought about who else can we bring in now that that Monique is out. If you keep it in M, it's really simple, right? Like I don't yeah. even have to change. You know, she and I don't even have to add a new person in my phone. I just take out Monique's info, put yeah. Mia in. It's really yeah. efficient. In fact, she may not have even changed the name. She may have just changed Ooh, the phone number might, because yeah. I don't even know if Karen knows how her way on an iPhone like that. But mm. Mia is the wife of an older gentleman. And you know what? I have to say, as much as Mia is bad at math, I'm about that bad at math as well. I don't think that you're married to anyone for a very, very long period of time and just don't know automatically what the difference is between your ages, right? Yeah. Unless you've been lying about how old you are or unless you're not sure how old your husband is. Yeah. Yes. Or you have lied you. about how old you are to your husband. <laughs> All of the above. yourself. Also to yourself. Yeah. Because Mia says she's 36, but you guys, that is a rough 36. Yes. That cannot be a 36. I would be embarrassed to say 36 and have got spent all that money. Plus for a woman of color who has undergone a lot of procedures. Okay, her face. She has a face of like a housewife on her fourth season. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's the face you bring in after you've been on TV one season and then you go, okay, I got to get some tweaks done because I don't really like stuff. Do you think it's Monique with a new face? Is that what you're saying? oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my god. Uh, Will we ever see them in the same room filming with each other? <laughs> That's the question. Oh my god. Oh my god, what a theory. Uh, wow, I don't even know where to go from there because that is that could have been it. Yeah, yeah, it could have been it. Yeah. Wendy shows up and Wendy does this whole thing where she walks down the stairs and does a whole 
production. But the funniest thing to me when she's walking down the stairs, she, she's like trying to be so elegant, but then she gets to the bottom. She has to open like the child gate, like the baby yeah. gate. <laughs> <laughs> no one thought like, to just take that off for a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, like, Eddie, where are you? What are you doing? You could have left it so, open. She was, this is where I identified with Wendy. This is me. I'll get ready, but the house is not quite ready. The food is not quite ready. It's like you're not quite ready for company yet. And then company arrives early. We learned last season. She's Nigerian. There, you know, yeah. we all run on very different time. Like yeah. this, we're not all running on the same yeah. clock here. So she yeah. didn't expect them for another hour at least. At least well, yeah. forty-five minutes minimum. Yeah. As yeah. long as the food gets served and it's good, yeah. it's it, and I don't have to wait for that. We're fine. That's true. Yeah. That's true. They really showed how long-winded Wendy is when she starts to talk about why she got a boob job and all that shit, and it just cracked me up because you know Bravo, like Andy Cohen loves to talk about people's boobs. Like even Bravo is like, "Get to it, Wendy. We just want to see your boobies." <laughs> <laughs> but see, and this is. Because the Monique drama was so big and yeah, last yeah. season and we pivoted to it, I think we missed that Wendy is probably boring in the way that our new favorite housewife in New York is boring. Yeah. Ebony. Yep. Yeah. Like I the- think I got Ebony vibes from it and yeah. we could tell the Potomac editors at least knew to make fun of it. Yeah. Yes. Well, also, I don't think yes. in New York they could have made fun of what Ebony, like if they had done the Ebony long-winded was, yeah. thing to Ebony... Yeah. Over yeah, her talking was, about Black history, yeah. people yeah. would have burnt thirty yeah. rock to the ground. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that wouldn't have been cool. But yeah, I definitely right. was like, oh, okay, all of you guys are cut from the same cloth mm-hmm. because you are all long-winded and you think that you know talking yeah, about the world we, we feel like we need to explain everything and then put the facade of uh, education on top of it she was going to ex- she was basically going to tell them she got a boob job but then she had to talk about all this other stuff to make it seem like it was more than just a boob job of yeah. why she got a boob job what it represents and why it's more important for them to understand that she is more than her four degrees now it's four degrees plus two boobs (laughs) (laughs) that's the name of the episode today is going to be four degrees and two boobs or not to not to to confuse it with the four boobs yeah yeah somebody help me does that mean she got four boob jobs does she have two implants on top of each other? I, or I, is it like two boob jobs, one after the other? Or does she literally have four boobs? <laughs> I was deeply confused and then felt like I was so confused that I couldn't even ask the question of someone else because they would be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, how does someone have four boobs? And they would look at me like I'm crazy. So <laughs> these are the kinds of questions, though, that I ask in my Instagram story. I mean, I yeah. was up- I was upset that all the women around the table did not ask that question, including Wendy. Wendy, I was disappointed in you. The nerd in you should have immediately asked her, what do you mean four boobs? Well, I think that it was just Mia put a full stop on it when she said she got her clit done. Because apparently, this is why I love Potomac, among so many other reasons. You have the women being horrified that Mia has even said the word clit. She's like, oh oh my God, what? What does that mean? I just met you. I'm eating. The person that was shocked the most was Ashley. You live an open life. You're very sex positive. What are you doing? Please, they weren't shocked. Note that both she and Uh Robin made the same comment about why this lady needed to get her clit there. (laughs) They're like... You can say what you want to. We know how that happened. And I'm like, how do you know how that happened? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But it just cracked me up because 
there's all this like, oh, what does that mean? Blah, blah, blah. To like 90 seconds later, yeah. Karen and Giselle are talking about ding-dongs and fiery hot boxes uh-huh. and vaginas and all kinds of stuff. And, and I was sing, like, sing. this is why the show's – and sing, sing. This is why the show is so funny. Yeah. Let's talk about this fight. Yeah. Karen and Giselle obviously get into it. They're talking about how Candace and Ashley are probably never going to get along. And they say, mm. well, maybe we could just try to keep the peace and be cordial. And then Giselle goes, well, we all know I can't stand Karen. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> Here's why you need to get a Peacock membership and see this a week early. You're welcome, yeah. Andy. You're welcome. Yeah, I think that is something I might have to do because just the way that she's like, everybody's just trying to be nice. And she just straight up looking right into Karen's eyes across the table. Well, you all know I can't stand Karen. Like as if Karen is not in the room. Set it all on fire and let's see what happens. Let's go. Yes. And then Karen was like, bring it, bitch. And she was calm too. She was like, I am ready. I'm ready with the best take down you know she's ready with her drag out stuff right there and she's going to end it with sing sing okay so karen so giselle says <laughs> i don't like karen and i'm going to talk all about why i don't like karen you know i'm going to talk i don't like the drunk karen i don't like mm. the i don't like the cheap karen i don't like the broke karen and as she's <laughs> saying this karen on the other side is saying you are a drunk and your hot box shut up just shut up. You are disgusting. And Giselle says, I'll tell it over time. Then Karen says, you want to talk about your fiery boxes on fire? And that's why you can't keep a man? You have to take a break there. First of all, Karen, that was just a string of words that make no sense. <laughs> but that's why we keep you around. Because you often yeah. say a string of words that don't make sense. But You're right, she says this, and I have to always raise issue with this, because... Potomac, Atlanta, even New Jersey, they always talk about keeping a man as if it is some sort of life skill. Yeah. And it's like, it's not. This is not a life skill. Being able to keep a husband, like, right? It's not a gift. Like, I don't understand. I think the issue I have here is I think Karen is just saying whatever Karen can say to be ludicrous and fight. Yeah. I think Giselle is spilling tea. Yes. Yeah. I think Giselle is going in with things that are real. Yeah. When she talks about Karen cheating, she's not doing this because like our girl going, well, let me have the receipts and lying on Dr. Damon daddy. (laughs) She's not giving us that energy because, you know... Yeah, yeah, that's by the way yeah. so good. I love that. Yeah. So much. Just that moment where she shimmies <laughs> in while well, I bring the receipts. <laughs> what is that? I love it though, man. I love it. You know, sign me up for another season. And then the sideways walk. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> the walk. she does the sideways and, and the sit. Like, yeah, and that's it. Back. <laughs> that was an awesome Maria Mo- Mariah moment. But, oh my um, god! But yeah. Mariah says stuff, and and it's it's not true, and she doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. Karen is mad because Giselle says stuff that are true. Please yeah. note that everything yeah. that Giselle may or may not have allegedly tried to set up last year wasn't stuff yeah. that was necessarily oh, untrue. Yeah. 
as yeah, far as yeah. she knew. Like, she wasn't mm-hmm. just pulling stuff out of air. Yes, I agree. Yeah, She has her ear to the word on the street. And that's what uh, Candace earlier on was so happy. She was like, I know you have some shit on Karen. Just let me know when you're going to put that out because I want to be there, right? So Candace is like, this season, I'm sitting back. I'm the audience. I'm going to do what Ashley did last season. Sit back and watch all the drama. Well, if you think about even the stuff that Giselle is saying about Karen, right? The rest of the cast has said it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ashley has said the same things. Robin has said the same things. Giselle said the same things. Like mm-hmm. Sheree, or, uh, Sheree said the same things. Uh-huh. Everybody mm-hmm. has said the same things about Karen time and time again. And I think that that's why Karen just starts to say words. She just says, well, you want to talk about your fiery boxes on fire. What? Like, that's, again, a string of words that don't make any sense. She calls her a broken whore mm-hmm. from Hampton University. Why well, we got to make fun of the HBCUs, though, Karen? Why yeah. we got to, you know, like, yeah. the other HU deserves that... some love as well. Yeah. Why yeah. does Hampton University have to get dragged that way? Wow. And yeah. then she says, and that's why we went to Sing Sing. It makes no sense. And Karen was on Watch What Happens Live. Yeah. And they asked her, what the fuck are you saying, Karen? And Karen actually confirmed that she just said things at that moment because she just thought it was funny. It was getting serious. I just wanted to lighten the mood. So whatever came to my words, I didn't even know. She said, I didn't even know Sing Sing was a prison. I thought it was a mental institution. (laughs) Which like, again, like, I don't don't think she's lying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds right that Karen would think that. About yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. Ray, you know. Yeah, yeah, but that's why we went to Sing Sing. Like Karen, if you it was a mental institution, what do you mean by we went to Sing? Yeah, Sing? were you visiting Giselle there? Were you there with her? Like, <laughs> yeah, it makes it? no sense. But <laughs> we confirm from Watch What Happens that she's just talking as much gibberish as she can over Giselle, so that Giselle loses credibility. Yeah, but you know, Karen does like a really transparent job of doing it, but because she does it so with such nonsensory yeah and she's like she gives no she gives zero fucks when it comes to interrupting Giselle she's like I'll talk anything and I know people are going to find it funny and that's what's going to be talked about the next day the fact that I said Sing Sing is going to be talked about right so nobody's talking about what Giselle was going to talk about Karen everybody today is talking about what Karen said in the end how Karen ended that season one yeah. Since yeah. that fight at that table about who got there first and who yeah. sit next to who at the birthday party. So yeah. this is their thing. They fight. This is how they fight. And it's beautiful television. I want to see more of it. This is what I wanted. This is what I missed. I need more of it only because it makes me happy. I think everything that can be said about Giselle can be said about Karen, which is like they're super entertaining. They're very funny. They give great interviews. They're probably very honest about what they're saying about the other person. Mm -hmm. Whatever Karen is saying about Giselle is true about Jamal is true. All those things are true. And then on top of that, the way that they fight, it's just, it anchors the entire show down. The Giselle and Karen feud is like, like, it gives me like Jill versus Ramona fighting Mm. of the early seasons of New York, right? It's like, you know, they're both annoying and they're both wrong in some way, but they're also right a lot of times. And that's Karen, I would say is closest to Jill in terms of a personality. She is, she has that delusional, I am great. I am the center of the universe kind of delusion 
she feels that she is the one holding the whole place together, whereas Ramona is a Giselle. You're so right that it's the Jill and Ramona tension of the early years. But what's nice is that they are both smart enough to realize that they're not going to pull the moves that the New York ladies and that other cast have done, which mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. I'm not going to film with you. Yes, they are going to film with each other and they're just going to speak their mind and then watch where it goes. Yeah, And they're not going to give up up their spot they know they they're learning from what has happened these ladies are actually navigating the real housewives franchise very smartly mm-hmm. i mean who thought that after the first year of potomac it would even survive and it survived and it's been getting better every year because i think these ladies learn they take their lessons learned and they incorporate it and they do a great job of it i'm going to tell yeah. you that it survived because of ashley and i hate to say that i mm. hate that i said that because she is my least mm. i think if these were people that i met in the outside world yes mm-hmm. i would be friends with any of these women, yeah. except for Ashley. Yes. The way that Ashley played that delusional thing with her husband right at the beginning, that man, yeah. mm-hmm. don't like to say mm-hmm. his name anymore. She would do that in real life to people that she knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't like being around people who have that kind of chaotic lying to themselves energy. So yes. not for me, yeah. but I will say she is a great addition to the cast. She knows exactly how to keep things interesting. She will give you a some kind of storyline this year. Mm-hmm. That'll be it. Like, I don't doubt it because she understands her job. All of these women mm-hmm. understand their job. And they understand right. that it's not about them. Mm-hmm. It's about the show. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely right. I mean, people hate on Candace, but they don't quite hate on Ashley the same way. And it kind of blows my mind because if you think about how messy the both of them are, these mm-hmm. two young girls, they're equally messy. Oh, they're- actually, mm-hmm. I would not be friends with Candace probably either. For the same reason, I think that they're just both a little too broken toxic for me. And mm-hmm. hey, maybe mm-hmm. one day I'll need them and that won't be because they live in our backyard. Uh, so they that do. won't be true. But the way Ashley was raised and the way Candace was raised yeah. has, has put out a very specific kind of woman. Mm-hmm. And that the way that that brokenness manifests itself in personal relationships. Nope. Yeah. Nope. It's so crazy because if you think about the way that they were raised, they were both raised primarily. Well, I don't know if Candace was. Candace had her dad around too. But they were both raised by very intense ladies. Mm-hmm. And they were both, Ashley grew up, I think, struggling, and Candace grew up very wealthy. But if you think about both of them kind of going into pageants and the way that they think of themselves in the world, it makes sense why they function the way they do. And I think they don't get along because they're too similar. Yep. Yeah. Which is yeah. why the way that they went at each other was just always, I, I just thought it was very like blind. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very yeah. blind. They are very similar to each other. They have the same insecurity. For sure. Like. But I still, but they're also, I think, essential to the show. Mm-hmm. I think they're very yeah. funny. I think they're the all essential. spectacular. So one of the things that on Watch What Happens Live, they were asking, who would you uh, move to a different franchise? Who would you kick out of your franchise? Who do you think would do well in a different franchise? You know, Karen was like, no, I would not want any one of my coworkers to move because I think our show would not be great if we didn't have all of them. These are the right people. They understand the assignment. They are an ensemble cast. Yes. And they understand that their strength is everyone in that ensemble gives Mm -hmm. to the very best of their abilities and they Mm -hmm. will be enough for everyone but a lot and but more than enough for each of them there's a favorite where they could watch again i there are people who 
could would kick the Dixons off tomorrow, yeah. I could watch them on a live feed, just walk around their house and joke with each other and be very, yeah. very happy. I yeah. just love that every season there's like every episode, there's like a cutaway to Robin just kind of dealing with her sons, especially the younger one. Yeah. He always wants to be on camera. I adore yeah. him. He's the yeah. best. He was the one that like last season, Wendy and Robin are talking. He just comes and sits in the middle of them. He's like, I want to hear what you guys are talking about. Yeah. <laughs> And he's the, he's the one who is like picking her dress this season. He's yeah. just the cutest. Oh, he's they're cute. so cute. I love that yeah. you always have like a scene. They're both of, cute, actually. Yeah, yeah, of a scene of her kids like wrestling and Robin just being like, don't kill each other. And I was like, oh, this is so relatable. Like, this is what it's like to have two boys. So, yes. <laughs> and I actually think that Robin, Robin is there for the cutaways. Robin is there for yeah. the faces. Mm-hmm. Whenever there's stuff happening, it cuts to Robin and Robin delivers in her face. Like, we were saying, earlier we would love watching Kim talk yeah 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 well because your eyebrows give it away it's like Robin doesn't have to say a lot but Robin's face always delivers because oh yeah we always say that every housewives needs a sort of Greek chorus I think in Potomac the Greek chorus is Robin's facial expressions I mean just with the gosh this is this is a lot with the invite right you could have just asked me to come over girl and that Exactly. And she was sitting there on the couch eating again. She's like, she loves that. In a very (laughs) comfortable robe. In a very comfortable robe. robe. Yes. I I love that. I would like to know where that robe could be purchased. Could she she perhaps sell the robes now? Yes. She could. I would buy, actually, if she sold robes, I would buy one. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Mary to Medicine. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like this show has been on for like a million years now. It felt like a long season. This reunion part two is primarily around Scott and Contessa. Oh my God. And and Curtis. I'm like, shut up, Curtis. Thank you. Look, literally here. Shut up. Every time Curtis comes on the screen, I scream, shut up. Shut yeah. up, Curtis. And you have to understand <laughs> culturally, yeah. You, you saying shut up to someone was like screaming the F word at them in our like I don't know if it's just Jamaican culture or family yeah. culture or what, but shut up is strong. I don't yes. tell anyone to shut up. Yes. Every single time Curtis comes on my scream, I yell, Shut up, Curtis. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I add an extra letter in there. Yeah. He, he needs to. He needs to. Yeah. Because it's like, what are you doing? Okay. And also, the fact that, like, it seems like Curtis is the one that's, like, really hand-holding Scott in this whole situation is bananas to me. Because maybe that's why Scott is doing such dumb shit. So, Scott is a man who apparently doesn't know the difference between divorce and separation. I mean, I just, Mm -hmm. I couldn't understand that. He also doesn't know what a DM is. He also doesn't think responding to a DM is bad. He doesn't understand what it means to have a picture of a woman on his phone first note shut up curtis second note scott is a liar yes 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 literally you cannot so so scott you cannot play dumb and smart at the same time as bethany always says you cannot be smart enough to be a doctor and be there and come off as you know a lot more than contessa 
and at the same time not know these basic things like you said that oh she was with her coach so I said I have been seeing a coach too and I just lied and then I I just made up a name and I lied and then I lied about again so you haven't seen a life coach you haven't talked to a therapist so all she wants you to do is go to a therapist and you will not go to a therapist and you're making up other excuses and you won't admit you're making up an excuse Mm-mm. you are dancing around the around the issue while she keeps crying and you keep saying I don't know what the issue is why is she crying I'm here aren't he's I he's a gaslighter and he's a yes. very scary one and I yes. have dated very toxic gaslighting men mm-hmm. and I had a conversation with one where I knew that I would never talk to him again because I realized how scary it was Mm -hmm. Tessa and Scott, it's so sad and it's so complicated and they really made me think about intimacy and you find a person and you get married and in Mm -hmm. coupledom, whether or not you get married, you create a world together and you create your own family, good or bad, right or wrong, with dysfunctions or not with dysfunctions. And then you feel stuck to that. And it's so hard because this is really bad. He is not a healthy person They are Mm -hmm. not friends. She says this heartbreaking thing. I know I don't matter. Oh my God. And she is terrified of leaving. Mm -hmm. She is terrified that she can take, if she dissolved tomorrow, it wouldn't matter as long as her kids were okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That one moment for me, I had to pause when she just said, I know I don't matter. I know I don't matter. She said that stakes are too high. It's my kids that are more. And you know what's crazy? So she's saying, she keeps saying, I don't matter. I don't matter. It's just about my kids. And what really destroyed me in that moment is she's, she's having this moment backstage. And what's happened before that is she's sitting on stage. She's talking about the separation. Scott decides to rush up on stage and like basically convince her to change what she's saying or accuse her of pulling some shit on him, which is just because Scott doesn't understand what's going on. No, no, Nora. It's not because Scott doesn't understand. That's manipulation. That's what, that's what crazy nurse, I should, and I'm not even going to say crazy. That's what highly toxic manipulative people do. So they convince you they know all of this, but they're convincing you and everyone else that they're just, oh, I don't even know what's happening. I mean, I thought we spoke about some papers, but we were pausing it. He's a physician. That's true. He's not an, I mean, and I know some people. He's a both, business owner. Okay. Right. He has a business. He has done legal smart. documents. Yeah. He do, He knows the difference. He is basically saying that wasn't the deal. I Mm. told you I'll come to the reunion. The deal was that we are pausing it and now you are not. According to your friends, you are not. So I am going to point it out and act like a victim in front of the entire country. Yeah. So to your both point, this happens. She then starts suddenly starts to feel like you can see Contessa kind of rolling it back a little bit, but you kind of tell in her face she's given up in that moment, right? She's mm-hmm. like, whatever, Scott's on stage and he's running the show now. It's a Scott show. Now he's mm-hmm. going to talk for me and he's going to speak over me and whatever, whatever. All this mm-hmm. stuff happens. The ladies go back and they're taking a break. And where Contessa's having this meltdown is after Jackie. Ugh, Jackie's another one. Jackie 
and Simone keep telling Contessa, you have to do the therapy and you have to fight for your marriage and you have to manifest and you have to do this, that, and the other. And she finally breaks down because she says, I don't matter. And I think she says it because in that moment, she realizes, I just poured my heart out to these women on stage. Scott Mm -hmm. shows up for what, 10, 15, 20 minutes. And Mm -hmm. now everybody's turned it back around to Contessa, you just need to work harder to make your marriage work. Right. And I think in that moment, that's when she realizes like, it really doesn't matter what I do because ultimately it's always going to be Scott who runs the show and convinces people what's really going on. She also said something earlier where she said, I didn't say anything for years because the world just wants to get down on women. They Mm -hmm. always want to figure out to blame the woman. It's always the woman's fault. And I mean, you and I, Arthi, we've talked about this. We've been Mm -hmm. at fault. We, for years, we were like, oh, Contessa is so annoying. Like, what is Scott doing? That's like such a big Mm -hmm. deal. Watching this like hour Mm -hmm. of television, I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, honey, like poor Contessa. So she's tied to this marriage. And it just, it breaks my heart because you can tell the way she's talking about it. She's like, she's done the mom thing. She's done the doctor thing. She's Mm -hmm. done all the things to Mm -hmm. make herself happy. And she's absolutely miserable. And she's so exhausted of trying to get her husband to see this out and to help her. But Mm -hmm. all she gets whenever she talks about her feelings is Scott has to talk about his feelings as a competition on top of her feelings. Mm -hmm. And I I mean, unfortunately, I know people who are in marriages with people like Mm -hmm. this, and I've seen Mm -hmm. them argue this way, and it is horrifying. And I've seen my friends react the same way, where they go, oh, like, whatever, it's just me. It's I'm crazy. I'm the crazy one because everybody else seems to keep telling me how good I have it. Even Quad is saying, you know, I'm team Metcalf. I'm on your side. Right. That has to be painful for Contessa. Yeah, she's she says it eventually. She says it somewhere along the lines of, I have I am telling you guys this is the problem, yet you still are not acknowledging that it is not me anymore. Even yeah. now you're telling me what I should be doing instead of telling him what he should be doing. But right? the hypocrisy you are of that on my side. Yeah. Like you are not you are yeah. not going all out on my side. You should be behind me no matter what. Yeah. And you are not. So why would I share my life with you when I don't? Ex- I know you guys are not going to give me a hundred percent. And the yeah. hypocrisy of that moment. If folks had looked sideways mm-hmm. at Quad's husband, at Doctor Gregory, Ooh, yes, she would yes. have accused them of all kinds of betrayal. Like right. they had to be all the way on her side. Period. Yeah. But yeah. she feels the need to go and friend friend up Scott. If somebody, if the, the reverse had happened to her, yep. she would have wanted to burn down everything. Um, exactly. She didn't talk to these women for a whole year because she didn't think they would keep give. Uh, you know, they would have her back. Yeah, right. Right. She would. They were accusing her of not sharing. Contessa is the same thing. She saw what happened with Quad. She's like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be. Quad is trying to get her job back, though. Yes. And so that's what all of this was like. It's an audition. In contrast, and Matt, now think about how we started this season and think about who went to Tessa and made sure she was okay. It was Toya. Who literally put her arms around Mm -hmm. her, who didn't criticize her and who said, And she was the one who asked Scott, are you being faithful? Yeah. When Contessa says, what is the one thing I've been asking you for for 16 years in our marriage? Mm -hmm. Toya Mm -hmm. knows the answer. It's therapy. Scott's such a dick the way he answers. He's like, oh, it's because you just talked to her and she must know. And, and Contessa, like, Contessa is like, I don't 
even get along with Toya and Toya knows that. It really destroyed me because she was on Watch What Happens a couple of weeks ago and it seems like they're still together, but I I really hope that she figures out a way to get out because I think what breaks my heart is there is a thing that exists in South Asian culture and you've sort of talked about it when you talked Mm -hmm. about when you become a couple with somebody Mm -hmm. is there's a lot of pressure on women to make the marriage work. And especially in our cultures, there's a lot of that. Even when you see the way women fight in Atlanta or in Potomac, right? It's always, you don't have a man. You can't keep a man. Karen says to Giselle, oh, that's why you can't keep a man. Monique's whole dumbass binder was about Mm -hmm. Giselle not being able to keep her man, right? That's Mm -hmm. always been Monique's biggest dig on Giselle. Mm -hmm. Um, That's everybody's biggest dig on Kenya. Kenya can't keep a man, right? Mm -hmm. That, it breaks my heart because you know a lot of that is in Contessa's mind that's why she can't leave because i think contessa is very worried that what happened to her yeah will happen to her children yes. and that it will yes. be her fault yes and yes. so she will let this man literally destroy her because oftentimes so, what yeah. you're debating is not scott as a dad versus scott as a husband if he's still being a good dad then you are weighing that against him as a husband like but it is impossible to hide the tension right. between the both of you from your right. children and that causes right. damage right. as well right yeah so if right. you can't fix it you may be doing yeah. just as much harm correct by teaching because you are essentially take- teaching yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and then she's going to the, the cycle keeps going on mm-hmm. yeah. and teaching your boy yeah. to do it it's rough mm-hmm. it was oh I mean, even the way he was explaining out the girlfriend and the phone thing i was like this makes no sense and because he called not siri real. and the siri thing didn't even work the same way it didn't even say bitch girlfriend siri was like tessa you saw when eugene finally wised up that oh man oh man i've been trying with you and none of this actually makes sense when andy goes you guys actually believed him and then he tried to explain it again and eugene finally was like oh yeah yeah i backed the wrong horse you know toya lit eugene up that night going home right you know like she cussed him out a good one and said how could you be so stupid and i support you ma'am yeah Yeah. privately i I mean don't yell at your husband in public like that but you know she would do both she (laughs) actually she would do both (laughs) and you know what that's why we love toya even if she's crazy yeah now let's talk about shaz of sunset stop trying to make destiny a thing stop like the opening lead-in to show us that painful scene of her washing the car again with oh sexy yeah i get it you guys what? want us to believe she's sexy yeah. She, yeah. and it wasn't yeah. funny the first time when you slowed down and shut down the music and just had the squeak 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 it wasn't funny the first time i, don't Stop understand. I was like have you run out of footage like yeah show me more baby shamps and baby elijah i don't need yeah. to see destiny cleaning a car Ugh. they're trying yeah. so hard to make destiny happen. i don't want i don't need to see destiny i don't need to see adam yeah Thank you. They can go. Thank you. They can both go. They can both go. It's it's hilarious to me that basically outside of like all of the group scenes where everybody's having to spend time with each other, if you ever Mm -hmm. cut to Reza, he's just like at home being bored out of his eyeballs with Adam. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. that man can't, they can't, he cannot stand Adam. Do you think he is doing intermittent fasting because he doesn't want to eat Adam's cooking? It's possible. The way that at one point, Mike described when he how he was intermittent fasting. I was like, "Sir, you're starving yourself." He was like, "Yeah, "Yeah, like some days I just like don't eat until eight o'clock." I was like, "That's the whole day. (laughs) That's the whole day." He must be doing the sixteen eight or whatever that number is. Yeah, but the sixteen. Yeah, or or, 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 or,
sorry, yeah. one meal a day. We've I, yeah. I was in deep into diet culture for a while. <laughs> now the world wants me to believe that I'm wrong, but I have 30 pounds to lose so they can go <laughs> either pay for my plastic surgery with Dr. Michaels or leave me alone is what I say. <laughs> I have 60 to lose and I don't know where to start. So I'm I say 30, RC. I, I, it's not 30. It's, it's 60, <laughs> but we say 30, right? Okay. <laughs> we start with 30 and then right. we go with another 30. Yes. Okay. Well, no, I we just reach out to Dr. To Michaels and we say, hey, listen, I got a podcast. We could, can we, let's get a deal. I'm going to lose it anyway. Yeah. Any yeah, means yeah. necessary. You got a two for one or whatever. Like I'll do it. I'll do. I'll be shameless and I'll do a before and after if that's oh, what he needs. Hell but, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Blur my face out. I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> give me the discount. <laughs> uh, all right. So Shaz of Sunset, they have this Friendsgiving. It just also, along with stop trying to make destiny happen, stop trying to make Golnessa and Nima happen. Yeah. I, I don't believe that for a minute. Uh-huh. Neither does Nima. He's just doing it to stay on the show. He's like, I don't have anything else going. It's like either it's either Gigi or a hangout with London. Is it that or does he want to be flattered because he really likes her? And so he wants it to be a thing, even though she doesn't want it to be a thing. He was saying some wild shit to be like, oh, she hates me because I didn't sleep with her. I'm like, yeah, Nima, this is your approach with Gigi. Are you crazy? Yeah. I love how she's like, you really think I was mad because we didn't sleep together? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think Nima thinks he's in some kind of delusional, you know, romance like rom-com. novel of yeah. rom com of some sort and he's just doesn't realize like Gigi's in a horror movie. <laughs> She's <Yeah>. like slashing <laughs> away. She's in a slasher movie. You are in two different movies. Yeah. <laughs> she came dressed straight up like she mm-hmm. is doing like nineteen 19- 90s Tupac cosplay or something right Gigi is always appropriating black culture which is like one of the things that drives me absolutely insane about her I just girl stop trying to be down that's another one but speaking of word salad and toxic mixed together Uh this conversation between Reza and Mike where they gaslight each other (laughs) and by the end of it I was so confused that I'm gonna tell you I don't think Mike is lying. And I don't like Mike. Same. Yeah. No, no, no. I think Mike is actually making a point here. Yeah, it's scary because Mike is also. Yeah, but also Mike is lying about stuff he has done himself, but he's not lying about Reza. And Reza is lying about stuff he has done, but he's not lying about Mike. But I do think that. Yes. He told Mike, like all of this, all these people are talking about you, and yeah, this yeah, is yeah. what happened, and they're the ones who set it up. Right, yeah. and right. I think it. I think they must have agreed to something, and yeah. Reza's backed out on it because Mike is furious over that. You can just tell based on Mike the way Mike sits there and puts his class's hands, and he's like, Reza, you sent the messages. Then why did you tell me the stuff about Gigi? Like the way that he says it, you can tell it's not coming from any other place. You can tell like Mike is literally trying to mm-hmm. re- like remind Reza of the conversation they had. And Reza is sitting there and denying it in his yeah. haggard sweatpants suit or whatever that was that he was wearing. Yeah. And I think yeah. Mike is like, okay, so we do this, right? We fight for half the season. Yeah. 
yeah. then we figure out a point yeah. where we're going to make up. Friendsgiving feels yeah. like we make up. Yeah. We have a show that yeah. like what this event yeah. that's just us now. Yeah. My, I don't let my girlfriend come because I don't want her to steal the spotlight. And this is where yeah. I get to play peacemaker. And yeah. Rez is not letting him do it. And yes, that was not the deal. That's not how it normally goes. So it was like, it was like a business transaction. They're like, oh, okay, so this is not happening. Okay, then why do we have, why are we even sitting here? And then Reza just gets up and walks away. He literally and I was really concerned about the guacamole. I was like, well, who's going to eat the guacamole? Yeah, yeah. ordered all that food. I have a really important question for you. Yeah. yeah. After this scene, did you two see Jackie's skincare commercial? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know if it was only in like specific markets. <laughs> you and I are in the same market, but so uh, we had haven't you been seeing it? It's like playing all the time now um, on Bravo. I have Hulu. So I have Ah, oh, so on Bravo much, yeah. it plays all the time is Jackie's skincare. And it looks like an she, infomercial. Yes. And I wanted someone to give her better I wanted her to invest invest more in, in it because it really <laughs> is giving me 3 a.m. infomercial, yeah. but let's make Even it. Even the audio, seconds. the audio feels a little off. It feels no. like it's echoey, and yeah, it's, it's muted, like buy um, one like, and get another one free. Like yeah. it's like two seconds from selling another one free. Yeah, scan this code and then you can get some stuff. And and it's the yeah. the the uh, video isn't very clear. But wait, you get another little one with it. Is it like one of those, you know, those consumer report commercials where they're like, yes, they it is that. a little bit like that, too, where it suddenly comes on and some random lady comes and talks and walks yeah. away. Yeah, like tells you it's, about like Advil and is like, yeah. OK, yes, 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 yes. That's oh. what it feels like. It feels a little bit like that. It feels a little bit 2 a.m., but also a little bit consumer well, Jackie spent a lot of money renovating her house and Curtis I think doesn't work so I guess this is just the best that we're gonna get I was yeah and she's not her. even looking at the camera she's oh. like looking at the thing and she's moving it around on her table and somebody it's took just her, her money speaking yeah somebody it was two hundred thousand dollars for a podcast event That's like you would was. think that oh, she no. would be walking straight at the camera talking <laughs> having a celebrity that speak a podcast event. <laughs> that's what happened somebody hosed her well that was two hundred thousand dollars for a podcast event except yeah. the commercial i I, you know, Jackie, unfortunately for me, is becoming less someone I, I like is how spiteful she is kind of comes to the forefront. But even I didn't want them to do Jackie like that. that I was, know. <laughs> wow. No, it was. It was bad. It was bad. Oh, man. Let me tell you, the sparkle dog, dog, food. dog food IG stuff yeah. is better quality than the video quality of this. Grand Dom's Grand Dom's okay. perfume had a better commercial, honey. So Grandam's me... Grandam's uh wig, even her wig oh, thing was a better thing. Oh, the wig thing. <laughs> yeah, this goes down bad. I mean, it's not a fashion show with no fashions. Like okay, let's... well at least it's not that. set the bar, right? There you can yeah. there's a QC code that you can scan and it takes you to somewhere where you order. It's very forward thinking. But it is it is only <laughs> a few steps up from winter, spring, summer, fall. Mid-year tomorrow. <laughs> <Joggers by> <laughs> <Dresh>. <laughs> yeah. Oh it man. Well, I'm gonna have to look out for that now. Sure, I find it on Google. Okay. Do you guys think that London has totally transformed into Asa because she says "babe" every other word? You're not Asa. Can you stop not it? Not enough crystals. Not, not enough crystals. crystals. Not no enough gold. Right. No gold. No gold. But but I do think that she is 
still I still believe that she has been hired by Bravo mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. these dodo birds learn how to have conversations with each other. I totally agree. That's what I was thinking when she was sitting with Nima and talking to him. And I was like, so Nima is now friends with London, like close friends with her now. It was like, oh, she is in charge of talking to all of them and figure out what the issues are and give them. It's like, I think it's the most brilliant hiring by Bravo. It's like, these people need mental health specialists. Yes. To work with them. Yes. But we cannot tell people that we are having that help given to these people. So we're just going to hire one of them to be part of the cast. Exactly. See, I think that it's less altruistic and it's more money driven because they too are a brilliant ensemble cast. I mean, this is the night of three of the best ensemble casts that exist in yes. Bravo. Yes. And I think that Bravo does not want this cast to break up. And so yeah. they will invest in London That's true. to try to put some glue together while these folks yes. fix their crap. Because um, she takes her conversations with all of these fools way too seriously. She, does. she sits down and does a whole in-depth. I'm like, London, why are you invested so much? You barely know this guy. That's the thing. The fact that yeah. she's able to break them down so simply. I mean, they're, they're not the smartest people in the world. Yeah. And I don't think they're the hard to figure out yeah. but the way that she is able to do that when we know that we know that on camera she's only spent what three parties with them she mm-hmm. doesn't know that she does not know them that well yeah but her yeah. ability to break them down that way i was like okay mm-hmm. all right yeah your plan your production plan and i love it mm-hmm. never leave but stop yeah. talking like asa okay yeah or if you're gonna yeah. talk like asa sell me some caftans okay yeah do you think london cloned herself and then dated herself <laughs> dating herself It's possible. Because that would be very narcissistic. <laughs> like, but it would make her no more interesting. Than me. It would make yes. her more interesting, yes. That's true. Yes, I agree. Um, would you eat a plate of food that MJ put together with her hands? Not anymore. I'd rather eat Not- that than to a plate that London puts together, by the way. She didn't know what to do with the food. She went out. She went to get a plate of food. And then she took so long to come back. I would not trust anything that girl brings back. I don't think she knows how to serve. I don't appreciate her ratios of food that she put together. Like, how do you not know how to put together a good Thanksgiving plate? It's very I simple. appreciated what MJ put together. I yes. did not appreciate the f- entire hand going into all of the different things and the picking of the beans with the hands and dumping it on the plate. Don't like that. But again, what is with this cat? Why couldn't they all get up, walk over to the table, make their own plates and walk back? I didn't and get why that even, yeah. Why even have the plates? And why send one person and this MJ is like trying to balance all these plates? They're not even paper plates. And also, Nima, are you hosting it with London? Why aren't you in the kitchen putting right. together plates? Or why At one point, I thought Nima someone? was offering to go with MJ. And yeah. then he sits there. And sits I was there. so confused. Was I was like, why there. are you all sitting there why does one person have to serve Layla Gigi's sister Layla says oh let me get some of your mac and cheese and Gigi goes no get your own and Layla goes I can't and I was like yeah why can't you you? what's happening in that house that nobody is allowed to go in and get their own like fix your own plate I don't understand it and you know so Mike if you're gonna talk that much trash you better fix your own plate yes Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. yeah I was just surprised that because these are people who love to eat. And I was like, but you're not getting up and rushing and making your own plate. I don't get it. Maybe they were all past their intermittent fasting window. Who knows? It's right. It's the best part of Thanksgiving is that you make your own obnoxious plate, right? 
Yeah. yeah. Like nobody does plated Thanksgiving. I mean, we're not the kind of people that do no. plated Thanksgiving. And no. London was plating it on a side plate, like a salad plate, not even on a proper meal plate. Did you notice that? That's why like, MJ walked never... over with the plates and yeah. she said, what are you doing fixing a salad plate? Oh my and god! So now I, I think that London doesn't eat either. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't love that. You guys have to figure out how to feed yourselves because yeah. I know that you can eat. But you know what? MJ's never shy about eating, so you yeah. know she can put together a good plate. Just now, I'm so excited. I'm so happy that all three of us are upset about the food situation. We have. We stopped talking about that about the characters. We are so worked well, up about the food. Here's the thing about Shaz of Sunset: the characters yeah. actually have had no evolution besides maybe MJ and Gigi. For the most part, these people have been remained fairly the same people for uh-huh. as long as we have known them on TV. Yeah. My best friend has a timeshare and we go on vacation every year together. And so we, we do that because it's easier with old Caribbean moms to just have food. Like they're going to hate yes. everything that we get in a restaurant. It's just going to be a pain in the butt. Let's just cook. Our shopping cart. We yeah. were in Florida for four days. Uh-huh. We went to the grocery store three times mm-hmm. and our shopping carts each time were like ginormous. And that's, and I, they are never more relatable to me than when they get back from the grocery and you see how much food they've bought. Yes. But I want to ask, so when you go on these vacations, where where you're going and staying and you're going to be cooking, do you end up buying more food, but also consuming it? So my shameful moment that I'll admit is my best friend left a couple hours before me. I dropped him off at the airport and then I saw that we still had food. I'm not a morning eater. I had turkey sausage, all kinds of stuff, avocado, a yogurt, this, that, the other. I just ate the food because I didn't, at least a small representation of everything, Mm -hmm. because I didn't want it to like not have been eaten. I felt like I was wasting it and I wasn't hungry. All I wanted was two cups of coffee. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah but it ends up happening because you're like well i paid for this food and yeah. now i must eat it i drank yeah. four things of water because yeah. we had yeah. bought that water and I, we left a lot of it but i was like not the sparkling water though i gotta drink all the sparkling water <laughs> why but that's the one why? that fills you up and you're like burping away <laughs> in pain trying to chug this water before it's time to go home can't take it into the airport but yeah we didn't waste any food. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Our families would be proud of us. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fine. It's okay. fine. We just turned into our parents, didn't we? It's fine. I yeah. will say no in front of my significant <laughs> other, but maybe. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. All right, guys. Well, that's it for this episode. Um, this was amazing. And I just love that we started the conversation with being efficient with our food con- consumption at restaurants. And we ended the conversation with being efficient with our food consumption yeah, at Airbnbs. Full, because yeah, it's a full circle. It's, it's a full circle food. around here. It's okay. a, it's about food when we get together. It's about food, clearly. <laughs> Kim, can you let everybody know where everybody can find you on social media? Um, mostly just Instagram because, you know, the rest of you are weird in other spaces. Um, but I love you so much. Where is Tyler? But I am uh, I am spiced by Kim. I mean, I'm Dame Kim K, but I'm on Twitter, but I'm never on Twitter. Like I come on, I rant about five things that I see in the news and two funny things, and then I leave for a week and a half. So that's not really great content there. That's fine. But I try on Instagram and there I'm spiced by Kim. 
and yeah. I talk about nothing and everything at the same time, but uh, yes. mostly plants, sometimes food. So whatever captures my imagination in that very second. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying now to figure out what to say about Cuba. And I don't mean to end on a heavy note, yeah. um, but it mm -hmm. is so difficult. One of the things that was helpful about what happened in Palestine and Israel was that we were able to hear people literally sitting mm -hmm. in those places speak. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that is not as easy to parse through in this situation. And it mm -hmm. is very hard. And there are very, very significant emotions by lots of folks, including the Cuban-American community that doesn't all feel the same way. And mm -hmm. yeah. Can you talk a little bit about what's going on? So the Cuban government has not been releasing food for people and medicines what, whether that is that the vaccine that they delivered isn't getting or that they created hasn't been distributed or medicines. I've heard different things. It's very hard to parse out because I don't want to say that anyone is lying, but a lot of people have bias and spin. Mm -hmm. And so I don't mm -hmm. want to put things out there that aren't perhaps true, but they've basically, people are marching in the streets because they want food and medicine and wow. opportunity and they're starving. The wonderful privilege of going to Cuba twice in 2019. Mm -hmm. And I went twice because I, I fell in love with the people. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to go back to support the people with my dollars, with my tourism dollars, with, mm -hmm. you know, letting other folks know. And I worry about the people that I met. I have been worried about them since COVID started. Some of them you're able to see to some extent on social media. But when I say it's confusing, these are people who are finding a way to exist in the world that they're in. Mm -hmm. I do not yeah. know if it's because they have different levels of connection or influence or any of those types of things. It did not seem that way necessarily to me, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. But when folks make these sweeping statements that don't seem to typify them, it's confusing to me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that these people are lying, but maybe they are and they have to. And it's so hard. And I, it just boils down to, I don't even know how to help. Yeah, I don't even know if I were to send money to people that those goods actually get there. And that's not because those people won't give it to them, but they could literally, they're trying to sneak onto the island and deliver supplies. Wow. And they might not make it. Well, there was something similar that happened in Kashmir. Um, mm -hmm. last year or two years ago, there was a full blackout. They completely, yeah. there was no way to get any information about what was going on there mm -hmm. or outside of there. We had no idea what people were going through. And there were They're shutting down the internet. They've shut down WhatsApp and yeah. um, Telegram. So wow. that means people cannot talk to their families outside. Wow. That's how you talk to your family all over the world, right? Is yeah. WhatsApp and Telegram. Wow. Little to no traffic. Those sites are down. Less than 10, like around 10 to 14% of anything gets through. We always like to talk about everything on the podcast. So if you are listening and you have any ideas on how to help, please do reach out to us. But I'm going to do some research and I'll put some information in the description of the episode if I come across anything. But it's crazy because like we always talk about talk about nonsense most of the time. Mm -hmm. On yeah. here. But it's also nonsense that we're very lucky and very privileged to be able to, you know, yeah. spend our time enjoying. And, yeah. not and I'm lucky to, to have that. had this distraction. I spent yes. some portions of this day just looking at the news, worried and horrified for people mm -hmm. and all of that. And then I was able to take this break and I, I get to go to bed tonight and I have food and I have electricity and I have internet and I'm not worried that if I talk trash about my government that someone's going to come into my house right. and yeah. 
arrest me. Yeah, that's we true. We take our freedoms for granted. We still have ways to go for our own stuff, but we are on the leading edge of it. Yeah, absolutely. There's the lagging edge that is still stuck somewhere in between, and they're yeah. struggling. They are where we would be. We weren't here. The second time we went, we spent time where folks kind of talked to us about history and mm-hmm. how things should work. So very much mm-hmm. how we talk about how our government should work, and then we mm-hmm. see how broken it actually is. Yeah. To talk with people who view it with a perspective of pride and just want it to work better that are there, yeah. it's very then jarring to hear other folks have their perspective because they lost so much perhaps or yeah. for whatever. It's it's so yeah. hard. And I, I have empathy for people who a year ago didn't know what to say beyond yeah. the black square. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will say that maybe it took me longer because I was angry and hurting and tired to get there. Mm. But I, to some extent, get being terrified that I'm going to say the wrong thing and yeah. hurt people that I know who are Cuban-American, who mm-hmm. are Cuban, and yet I wanted help. And I don't know who to believe and it's all very very hard that yes that was very much what was going on with israel and palestine yeah israel and palestine because there's one side's view there's another side's view that there's the truth but then there is these also these people who are on both sides taking advantage of the situation and in any given moment there could be two people on two sides of an issue both of them correct (laughs) yeah both of them correct and both of them valid in their reasoning which is oftentimes in these world conflict periods when a lot of human beings are affected that is the problem is that there are two individuals that you could talk to and find that both of them are valid reasonable and you could put yourself in either one of their shoes like the whole idea around the blockade that the blockade is what's going mm. to make the people rise up eventually. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the, that you know. Right. I have oversimplified this significantly. Right. I'm aware of that, right. but and maybe I would tell you, perhaps giving these folks a taste of capitalism over the last couple of years by them being mm-hmm. able to spout up these Airbnbs mm-hmm. and see what yeah. it's like to have more yeah. money. Now and do a, different- now put yeah. a stoppage and see how they rise up. Right, right. So, so that's what they, they think happened. But mm-hmm. what happens is these folks are just miserable and starving. Now I look at this and I go, well, can we end the blockade? And I, I get why some people say no. But then I also think that there are people who, you know, and I guess some folks say, well, the, it doesn't matter because we could send them food anyway. And yeah. the government would just keep them from getting it. And I don't know, but it makes it makes my head and my heart hurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know how to end this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, okay, how do we break it down? Well, we're lucky enough because... I'll tell you how I'm going to end it. I'm going to go and light a beautiful candle that you bought me. Tiffany Moon Candle. Oh. And I'm going to just take a bath. I'm going to Google jade rollers. Hey. And see, like, guys, we circle back to being trash, right? So I feel very deeply about this situation, but I'm also going to make a joke about needing a jade roller because maybe I do. Yeah, I'll send you a link. You guys, I think, do a really good job of... Like be like we're real people. So, you know, we care about what happens in the world. We care about the silly mm-hmm. stuff that, you know, distracts us sometimes. We need that popcorn. Mm-hmm. Um, I call it so that we can go back in and do the stuff that we do. But you guys do a really good job, I think, of balancing the line of caring about folks and also caring about really dumb entertaining stuff. And and that makes you real people. So I like that about you. 
Hey, oh, thanks. I'm going to toot our own you. horns you right now. Too. We got the nicest review today. Somebody <sighs> said that listening to us was like listening to a really entertaining graduate lecture. I said, <laughs> me? I can't even do math. You've got a 300 series class and I didn't know it? Look at us. Oh, wow. As a nerd, I feel like very accomplished right now. This this made my heart so happy. As a phony, I feel like I would be one of those professors that they would eventually do like an expose on and be like, I don't know how she got this job, but somebody had to blow somebody and Brielle was involved. And that's probably how she got it. (laughs) Well, I'm visiting faculty, so no one's checking my credentials. Cut me my checks of garlic seasoning. Yeah, (laughs) this adjunct professor just like showed up. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much, Kim. This was so much fun. You guys, we will talk to you about rehearsals of Beverly Hills and New York and whether or not Miss Ramona Singer is actually getting fired. She's not. Mm -hmm. She's not. (laughs) But we'll talk about it on our Saturday episode. And on Friday, we'll talk about Family Karma. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk to you then. Bye.